Welcome, welcome, one and all. I'm delighted to be able to bring you episode 11, Radio Reg. It's go. We're live on the air, and it is my enormous pleasure. You know, Radio Reg here has pulled in all its resources. We had a star man, our Middle Eastern correspondent. He was out there on his own in Abu Dhabi, but we said, this is the man we need in studio. So he pulled in all our resources, a la Johnny Ronan, and we've flown him in. We could only afford business class, but he's here with us today. Sean O'Donoghue in studio. How are you getting on? Well, Reg, delighted to be here. Uh, a little bit shaken up after not getting the first class ticket, but uh, as I said, I battled through the podcast anyway. Uh, that's that's absolutely super. We're delighted to have you home. Um, and then, so today's show, what's it going to be? Well, we're going to do our, you know, we've got a bit a bit of a, a structure to the show at this stage. We're going to review last night's na- games nice and quick, bounce off each other, and then it's going to be into the preview of tonight's games. Huge games ahead of us um, tonight. We've got the Czech Republic against Denmark, and then... The tree lines going head to head with Ukraine. We've got a lot of contributors today. We've got John Burke, our Chechen man, um, and then we've got um, our man in the east, Thomas Healy. <laughs> a confident, confident Thomas Healy today coming on air. And finally, we've got Eddie Neary, um, our insightful correspondent on all things three lines. But first, we're kicking off with the review yesterday. We'll start off Spain versus Switzerland. Um, the Spanish won, but Sean, it was hardly. Uh, you know, it was hardly a virtuoso performance they gave us out there. No, <laughs> certainly wasn't, Reg. Um, I thought they, they got, well, it, it was hard to begrudge them really in the end, but I, th- I thought they got a little bit fortunate. I thought they Grand were... Granit Xhaka obviously not playing. Granit Xhaka not playing. Zakaria, who came in from, um, missed a, a really good chance and scored an own goal inside the first 20-odd minutes. You got to feel so maybe He was a bit ring-rusty. Um, then I, th- I thought, just as Switzerland were getting back into the game after conceding that unlucky unlucky uh, Spanish goal, Shakiri got a, a goal then off some shock in Spanish defending and just as Swiss Switzerland were finding their feet, Foyler was was shown red for um I thought it was a very soft red. Like I he, thought it was soft red. He well. slides in, but it's not dangerous. He doesn't have the studs up. I don't think he had the Spanish the Spanish player in danger, so I thought it was very, very soft. It was it wasn't a reckless lunge, was it? No, I, I don't it wasn't excessive force. I don't think he was out of control. And I thought it was funny actually I was watching on ITV and in studio was Roy Keane, Graham Sinesse, and Nigel Young. I mean, what Keane did to Haaland and what De Jong did to Alonso, and I'm sure Sunas did it to plenty of lads. Oh, if you watched Graham Sunas' YouTube videos, I mean, you'd be waking up in a cold sweat at night because he, he was a good ball player, but he used to cut lads in half. But the three of them were absolutely uh, condemning the actions of Freud. They, they couldn't get over the tackle. They said, oh, Stonewall red card, they reckoned. After the, sure. the three of them were up to in their careers. I, I think the, the, the hospital had to pick out a few of uh, Nigel Young's studs out of Chabby Alonso's <laughs> chest after the 2010 final. The all-time awful tackle. Yeah. Heavy, heavy seat on the pitch, it, I don't know. It really was. Uh, and then, obviously, Murata, he gets a lot of heat, and rightfully so, on this podcast. <laughs> um, he came off after 54 minutes, out of sorts, and not up to it. Yeah, that's that's basically it. I think in fairness to Morata, one thing that uh, and I'm not a fan of his at all, but one thing he that's why he we does, have you on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but one thing he does bring generally is his his general plays, hold up plays, link play is decent. But I thought last night he was non-existent even in those areas. He didn't get anywhere. He wasn't in any way threatening on the on the Swiss goal, and he didn't really contribute anything to the Spanish performance. So I mean, being hooked after 54 minutes is not a great sign when he's supposed to be the the main man up top. But then again, Gerard Moreno came on and missed. He put in a, a vintage Morata performance himself and missed three or four great chances. So Morata will probably be starting the semi-final now again. Yeah, he probably will be. Moreno, again, another player who just looks very short in confidence and um, ability. And um, <laughs> then the penalty shootout, just quickly, um, were you expecting going into it that Switzerland would do the business? Yeah. I thought they would. I really did, yeah. Cause Jan Sommer had, had a, like, oh, a fantastic did. game. Yeah. I mean, in fairness to Spain, once Freuler was sent off, they dominated 30 minutes. But Switzerland clearly just wanted to get them to penalties. 
they scored five out of five against France in the last round. They had a top goalie in, in between the six. So I really fancied them, but the, the penalties they took were were dreadful. Yeah, they were. And Spanish, uh, our, our, our man in Spain, we haven't got him on the podcast yet. We might get him. There's a high possibility before the semifinal. Uh, Alfonso Moreno, my assistant coach um, during the year, he must be delighted. So congratulations, Alfonso, but I'm not supporting the Spanish side just yet. Then moving on, Italy against Belgium. I, I have to say one of the matches of the tournament, just the quality in that match was just really a pleasure to watch. And um, I was, you know, Forza Italia, Azori marching on. My pick for the, from the start of the tournament. I was delighted to see them go through. And I do think they deserved it. Um, but yeah, a, a, a generally quite dominant display, would you say? Yeah, definitely. Um, I thought for, for about 70, 75 minutes, yeah. they were just phenomenal. I thought, like, like I say... I mean, they probably didn't have the same excitement levels of uh, the, I think you called it Magic Monday or Magnificent Monday last week. I know, that will never be top. That will never be top. But I thought just for quality of football, it was the best quality game we've seen in the tournament too, so far. Two brilliant sides. But Italy were phenomenal for 70, 75 minutes. They were just, they played Belgium off the park. Yeah, I think in future when I wa- watch those boys, I'm going to have to wear a dribbler, a little bib, because uh, there'll be dribbles running down my chin. Like it was, <laughs> it was, it was mouthwatering stuff. Um, and then... You know, there was there's so many good things to talk about that from that match, just the skill level, some of the passing from Italy, some of the breaks from Belgium, and then a uh, great defending. Spinazzola, just an absolute warrior. He had to go off. One thing I would ask you is, what did you make of his antics going off? I thought, you know, you got to keep yourself together for the team. Yeah, he he lost control of himself altogether. In fairness, I mean, I felt I felt for him, but then you know, he, the camera panned to him about three minutes after he was taken off, and he was still head and hands. I mean, look, it's it's very tough for him. He, he, I mean, he probably... We don't know what it's like. No, we don't know what it's like to go off injured when you're going to a European semi-final. And I, mean, I, can't, I can't think exactly what the injury he's, he's got is, but it's a serious injury. He's going to be out for a, a couple of months. So his, his campaign is definitely over. And himself and uh, Lorenzo Insigne down that left wing were, were fantastic. Yeah. Um, and it did look like the game was over after Insigne scored that second. Um, a silly tackle, I thought, from De Lorenzo for, to give away that penalty. Was it a penalty? I didn't think it was a penalty, but I thought when I saw the replay, I I, I saw the initial replay, I was sure VAR was going to overturn it, but then they showed the replay from behind and he does kind of elbow Doku in the back. So it was probably fair that they didn't overturn it because it wasn't a clear and obvious error, but I did think it was soft. Yeah, then three other things I want to touch on. First of all, Chiro Mobile's behaviour. I I love this Italian side and I just, I love the kind of, the passion they bring. But Chiro Mobile's behaviour for the Barela goal, which was an excellent goal, I think it overshadowed it a bit. It was disgraceful, wasn't it, Sean? Yeah, shocking. I mean, I, with VAR, I lo- I, I'm not a fan of VAR, but one thing I'd love to see it do would be to start handing out, you know, a retrospective yeah. yellow cards to yeah. Mobley now, which if it's an earlier round, because the suspension rules are so harsh in these tournaments, it's it's a big blow for him. Yeah, definitely. Something like that. Def- and I thought, in, in general, his performance was really poor. Did you? I did, yeah. I thought it was poor until they brought that ma- the bull in a China shop, the headless chicken, the danger to himself, Bellotti on. And uh, when I saw him playing... I thought actually Chiro, sure you did all right. Chiro was holding it up okay, didn't give any attacking, but he kept the ball at most times, or at least didn't give it up as cheaply as the alternative Bellotti. He's the most better technical player than Bellotti, but I thought his decision making at times, he shot sometimes. I agree. The shot wasn't on, he could have he could have laid it off to a teammate. Also worth mentioning, worth mentioning, Liam Brady absolutely disgraceful from Orchard Studio not having Liam Brady, the Italian man. Um, who yeah. is Irish blood, but he loves the Italians. They didn't have him in the studio, and he was saying earlier in the tournament, Chiro, he's not a top player, and I think that was kind of evident last night. Well, I mean, he, he, this, 
this madness they wouldn't have him on because he is the residence expert in RTE on yeah. Italian football. He played there and he clearly has a lot of time for the Italian game. So yeah. I don't know. It was it was did he hang on who I love but Richie Sadler then instead of Brady? I'm not sure. Yeah. And then um just on the other thing I want to touch on, we cannot move on without playing this. This is the kind of pedigree again, I'll say, that we have on Radio Reg. Um John Burke, first 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 night of Radio Reg. Listen to this, what he's telling the listeners at home who are hungry for facts for um, things to look out for off the beating beaten track, and here's what he gave you. Yeah, well, I've picked up my outside shot, so I'll, I'll go ahead. Go for it. Go with the lad that. Not many people may have even heard of, but Jeremy Doku Ooh. is a Bel- Belgian winger yes. for Ren. That was John Burke when asked who was his young player at the tournament shout. Now, Jeremy Doku would not get the young player at the tournament, but he was an absolute lightning rod yesterday, wasn't he, Shawnee? He was. I mean, like you say, it was a silly tackle from De Lorenzo to give away the penalty on him, but it was just because he was completely panicked. Doku had them, had the Italians in, in serious disarray whenever he ran at them. And, you know, he went down the left the whole time, but then second half, he got the ball once, and he, I, I, I do touch on it later on in the podcast with John Burke. He got in... Turn three players and fired what would have been a wonder goal yeah, over the bar. Sensational stuff from some, some, some prospect. He almost signed for Liverpool when he was 16. Um, I think just a really quick note that, you know, I don't think England have anyone of Doku's like just pace and power, but they do have similar players of that ilk. Could the Italians struggle? Sean Salmon telling me yesterday he thinks the Italians could struggle against the English pace up front, but that remains to be seen. Lastly, the only other thing I want to touch on is what you make of those Italian antics coming towards the end of the game. Is that how you close the game out? I hear, I think I'm just too more romantic. It left a slight bit of taste in my mouth. Um, but anyway, what would your view be on that kind of um, gamesmanship? Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I think it's uh, an experienced team. I mean, Chiellini and Benucci, those sort of fellas aren't good. Jorginho's just won the Champions League with, with Chelsea. Verratti's won countless trophies. Those lads know how to win games. And they, they saw those. I mean, it would be more impressive if they kept the foot on the gas for the full 90 minutes. But... No, they, they were they played it safe and they got the result. I, I I agree. Like here, the Italians were were uh, dead out on their feet from about ten minutes to go, and you can't sit in against that kind of quality that the Belgians have up top. So I do think they needed something to break up the game, and maybe yeah, here maybe that's how you win. You win tournaments. You uh you get bloody on pretty much rugby tackle <laughs> lads, and then you you, you just you, you run down the clock. So um, but here what a game! I can't begrudge the Italians. Uh, Forza Italia. The Azuri marching on, and I can't wait to see them in the next round. Review done. Time for the preview. Our man of the East, Thomas Healy, is going to be joining us later on the show to talk to us about Ukraine's hopes and dreams as they face off against the three lines. Then we're going to be bringing you maybe a more sober, um, you know, realistic response to that fixture from um, our three lines man, Eddie Neary, who's going to talk to us about what he thinks will happen in that game. But first off, we've got John Burke, um, our... Avid supporter of Czechia as Czech Republic face off against Denmark. Now, as our listeners know, we cater to all teams and all nations, no matter the size or the history on this uh, podcast. Now, Czech Republic, Czechia, a team with a great history. I'm delighted to be joined on the line by our uh, Czechia correspondent, John Burke. Just before I get him talking, I'm going to play a little clip of uh, his performance on the very first episode of Radio Reg when he had this to say. Anyway, go on. Who do you have as your surprise package? I throw the cheeses again. I've mentioned two different ones. Uh, Czech Republic, first of all, or Czechia, I think as they're now known. Um, 
obviously with the best time link, two Czech, two fans, really good players. And there you go. So, John, how are you getting on? You must be proud as punch. Uh, absolutely, right. I'm in great form after hearing that. Yeah, uh, you've, you've backed them since the start. Just to show our, our listeners, you're no fair weather fan. You had their backs before it was cool. Absolutely, yeah. No, I, I, I saw this run coming and I think it could continue. Uh, okay, so then thoughts about their performance then against the Dutch. Uh, the, one of the big shocks so far in the competition, you have to say, 2-0. Uh, you were watching the match. What were your overall thoughts on that performance? Any surprises? Not really. I, not not really surprising because they were just so defensively solid again. They have been in every match. Um, sort of did a, did a job on Scotland against Croatia. Were just completely sound defensively. Um, they were happy to get a draw there because that guaranteed them to go through. And then against England in the third game, they already knew they were through. Lost one nil, but again a tight game. And then so yeah, it wasn't really surprising to see how how solid they were defensively in that game. And then just had that, that that bit of quality up front just to take their chance when it came. Yeah, and uh, in your heart of hearts, were you happy with uh, Czech Republic knocking out what was really, you know, it was a, a, a quite a beautiful Dutch team? 100%. <laughs> Delight. Okay, so, John, I know you're on a, a tight schedule. Uh, you've got a lot of interviews to do today, so we'll move on to tonight's contest. Denmark, uh, contest, Denmark against the Czech Republic. Um, what's your overall impression going into um, the 5 o'clock kickoff? Yeah, five o'clock kickoff in the Olympic Stadium, Baku. Um, I I did see earlier that the back uh, the capacity has gone up to fifty percent there today. Um, I think that stadium has been a bit soulless so far with the with the running track and then the lower capacity. So with going up to fifty percent, hopefully enough Danish and Czechians can get over there to really have that great atmosphere. But um, in terms of the match itself, I think everyone's really expecting a, a very tight game. Um. Denmark really blew away their opposition in Russia and Wales in their last two games, yeah. uh, scoring four in the But I think they're going to have a much sterner test today. Um, yeah, and um, Denmark, so conceding very little in those last two games. But today we've got the Czech Republic man, Schick, four goals. Patrick Schick, um, do you think he's going to do a bit of damage? I can't see it happening, yeah. Um, like I said, Czech Republic, they're not free-flowing um, and compared to Denmark. They're certainly not free-flowing. But Schick has just had that quality up front and he's sort of been firing them through. Um, they don't create many chances, but when they have created, he's been able to take them. Um, so even though Denmark are quite strongly fancied, um, they are quite strong favourites with the bookies. Czech Republic, 3-1 to one to win a normal time. I think they have a good chance of just seeing it, just doing a bit of a job on them. Um yeah, they have done other so that almost sounds like the bookies are getting a bit carried away. Like three to one is a bit of a ridiculous odds after they've just beaten the Dutch two 0 isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's important to remember that the 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 um, Danish are really riding the crest of a wave at the minute. They've been really good in every match. Yeah, but um, they're just coming up against a different sort of challenge today, and. Uh, there's so much on the line for both teams, like for both of these to make it to the quarterfinal and one of them to make it to the semi-final. That's a, a great achievement. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, both of these teams have pedigree in this competition before with uh, Czech Republic getting to the final in 96 and Denmark winning it in 92. Um, also, oh, and Czech Republic won it as well with Penenka's penalty back in the day. I'm not sure exactly the year. But, John, this podcast, you know, it's kind of, it's directed at the average punter. Your man, you know, sitting on his couch in Drumcondra, um, he's looking at this match Denmark-Czech Republic two teams that 
in terms of soccer, don't mean that much to him. What's he, what's he going to look out for in this game? Man, I suppose a big thing is the contrast of styles. Czech Republic denied Netherlands a single shot on target in their in their last game. Not one wow. shot on target for the double. We're such a free-flowing footballing team. That's that's a real achievement. And the Czechs haven't conceded more than one goal in, in any game so far. Um, so definitely a real um, strong, solid unit in there. And then compare that to Denmark then, much more free-flowing. They've had six or more shots on target in every match so far this, in the competition. So um, there's definitely a contrast in styles there. So a bit of a but bit I, of uh, immovable force meets the unstoppable object. Or unstoppable force meets the immovable object. Absolutely. Um, but personally, for a prediction, I think it's going to come down to who can actually take their chances. That Denmark can have all the shots on target they want, but... They need Paulson or Braithwaite or Dahlberg. They need one of them to put it in the net tonight um, because they're not going to have as many chances against this Czechian team. Okay. So, John, I'm glad you brought that up. Let's go. Let's put our our heads on the line. Prediction time. I'm going to go... I just don't think that... I think Paulson, Braithwaite and Dahlberg don't have that that quality in front of goal. I think that's going to cost them tonight. I'm going to say 1-0 Czech Republic... Patrick Schick to get to do the business yet again. Wow, uh, and that's that's a normal time. I'm gonna go one nil normal time. Uh, the goal could come any time, and I think even if it comes early for Czech Republic, they'll they'd love that because then they're they're happy just to sit in. Such a strong defence, um, real workman like midfield. They'll be happy to sit in and just defend that lead. Yeah, do you know, I think I, you've you've got me converted. I'm going to go 2-0 to the Czech Republic. I think that Suchek and Kufal, this is the kind of stuff they dream about, playing up against the team, riding the crest of a wave and just spoiling everyone's party. That's what those boys are made of. And um, I think the Czechs are going to frustrate the Danes and then get two goals. So I'm going to go a bit heavier than you, 2-0 to Czech Republic. Um, and we'll see how it turns out. Any last um, thoughts on the match? No, um, like I said, I, I don't think it'll be... Uh... It won't be free flow and it won't be a humdinger of a game. Probably not. But at the same time, um, for my boys, the Czechians to reach the semi final would be would be for me. I'd be I'd be delighted. And then John, I cannot let you leave um, on the line without mentioning started the again the first episode. This is the kind of pedigree we have Radio Reg for our listeners. You 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 bring to our listeners' attention Jeremy Doku. I mean, nobody's ever heard of him. And then last night, any thoughts on that performance? He just lit up. The uh, Allianz Arena in Munich, didn't he? He did. He was sensational, and it was a shame to see him go home. I, it's sort of like he's he's going home before when his when his tournament was only really kicking off. Yeah, I can't understand how Martinez didn't give him more game time up it, until last night. It was almost he was picking Hazard on just past history, just on his name. Yeah, and to be fair to Hazard, he was sensational when he came on against Denmark. But um, Hazard didn't start against Denmark and Doku didn't start against Denmark. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Questions to be asked to Martinez. And I suppose now that they've gone home, that golden generation coming to an end, um, I don't know how happy the Red Devils will be with with their manager. Yeah, and then uh, just the last point, I thought was a funny quote. Uh, Gary Lineker, Doku had one... Uh, when they were 2-1 down in the second half, he jinxed inside one, he jinxed inside two, he jinxed inside three, and then smashed one over the bar. And Gary Lineker said on the BBC, if he had scored that, it would have been the greatest goal in the history of goals. Um, and I, I think it's hard to disagree. If that went in, you couldn't begrudge the Belgians. No, but 
they were just seen out by that that plucky Italian team, and I think everyone everyone will be will be cheering them on for the rest of the tournament now. Yeah. Anyway, John, absolute pleasure. I know you've busy schedule, so thanks a million for giving Radio Red some of those precious minutes out of your day. No hassle, Edge. Thanks a lot. And that was John Burke. Now it's time to hear from our man of the East, Thomas Healy. Now I'm delighted to be joined um, on the line by our man in the East, Thomas Healy. I did not expect, to be quite honest, to be still welcoming him in at this later stage of the tournament, but I'm delighted that we have managed to grab hold of him again. Thomas, how are you keeping? I'm great, Reg. You won't be getting rid of me that easily. <laughs> no, and, uh, the, the, and Euro 2020 can't seem to shake these uh, Ukrainians either. Yeah, so like the first three games, you know, we've kind of underperformed. They were kind of our pre-season games. Don't get the ball, kick around, you know, get match fitness up. <laughs> yeah. Now we're into the big, the big, the knockout, the big ones. And, you know, first, first a good a good Sweden team that topped their group. Um, the, 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 well, Spain are obviously probably the, still a bit the better team. Yeah, Spain, Spain finds their form, yeah. They deserve to be there, yeah. Yeah. And we put them aside well, I thought. Um, yeah. We're... Better team from large parts of the game. Uh, we scored a great goal by Zinchenko. Uh, I think Yarmachuk, I can't remember, it was Yarmachuk had the first chance right in front of the goal. Yeah. Uh, Swedes got a deflected goal, so happy. Ha- yeah, and um, just to inform our, inform our listeners, myself and Thomas Healy were down on Tuesday in uh, the local watering hole here in Castlenock, My- uh, Miles. And uh, well, obviously we were there for the first match, but when uh, when kickoff time of 8 p.m. rolled around, Thomas Healy was there again, got himself a seat. I joined about 10 minutes later, and uh, to be fair to you, Tom, you you were you were singing their praises early on. You thought this looked like a better Ukrainian side. Yeah, from the get go, I thought um, just more solid. Uh, didn't see obviously not if you go off the Austrian game, you know, far yeah. far better, but just. Going off maybe the other two games a bit more solid. Yeah. Didn't seem to be got, got at it as much. Yeah. Uh, Sweden, most, most of Sweden's chances seemed to fall to Forsberg from, and he was kind of shooting from distance. And then, you know, he was close twice. Yeah, quality uh, But we also had a, we had a few good chances. I think Shepanenko hit the post as well. Yeah. Um, and then if, if you look at our predictions before the match, I was sure the Swedes, I thought it was the road was over for Ukraine. They were going to blow them out of the water. I said 3-1. Yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah, I, I, you, said, I you said, you said, you said one 0 which in, in hindsight wasn't wasn't too far off. Well, you got the you got the result, right? Yeah, well, yeah um, unlucky, unlucky equaliser to concede. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And too far off. They're tough to call the actual scores. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. Here, getting the score, you'd be in the, here. If everyone could get the score, we'd all be in the money fairly quickly. Like ah. you know, it's 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 called the result is one thing, and then call the score is uh, a bit harder at the end. Then, well, first of all, what you make of that red card, by the way? Uh, yeah, so uh, obviously at the time I was roaring at the TV to send them off. Yeah, uh, your man's it looks like your man's legs about to snap it does. the other way. Uh, I was more reserved, uh, but he did, I, yeah. yeah, he probably did get the ball. It's a tough one because the, fo- the follow through, you know. And yeah, I, I think I think you were right though. I think he has to go, I think he has to go for that. Like. Follow through. Yeah, but yeah, it looked terrible. Uh, it, 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 looked it did, terrible. and um, who was on the receiving end is now out of the match. Um, <laughs> So, um, I, lot, I, yeah, one of our impact subs, you know. Yeah, um, so <laughs> then as the match wore on, just for our listeners, in extra time, it looked, it was an absolute just, you could have put your house on it going to penalties by the end. Two teams were very tired. I went out yeah. to the toilet to preserve myself for the extra time with about two minutes to go, having watched the last, whatever it was, 100 minutes of football. And uh, Thomas, talk us through then what happened. 
then uh, I think Zinchenko picked up the ball from the left. Yeah. Put in a delightful, a kind of lower, lowish cross. And it, it, yeah, great cross. Whipped, just whipped great it. Great cross. And uh, Dovbeck. Dov yes. <laughs> the super and sub, Dov Artem Dovbeck. Super sub. Uh, kind of a low, low header uh, away from the keeper. Seemed to just sneak away from the two centre backs. Obviously, your man Danielson was off, so maybe there was a bit of uh, disorganisation. Yeah, disorganisation. Yeah. Back. But uh, I, I, uh, yeah, it seemed, just seemed too easy. It seemed like maybe Sweden switched off because they were like, oh, it's gone to extra time. How long was left in injury time? Maybe a minute. Oh, was yeah. Was so it was, the last kick of the ball? I could not. I came. I arose from the the toilet then, incredulous yeah, oh, to see um, yeah. him running away, and I was wrapped up. By our man from the east, Thomas Healy, <laughs> in a big Ukrainian bear hug, which was a, uh, it was great scenes. Oh, listen, yeah, what a match, or what a, uh, what a yeah, finish. yeah, well, yeah, what a finish, what, what an end, what an end to the match, and like for Ukraine to keep believing, even like when other teams would have just kind of started thinking about the penalties, um, it was, it showed great character, which could be very useful now as we look forward. Yeah, the Ukrainian boys did not want to have to leave it down to Bushan to save the day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Get it done. <laughs> Bushan again, the jury said he did have a few good saves. Um, and he was he was unlucky with that he goal did. he conceded. He, was unlucky. he probably had, he looked well, he might have had his heart, that was hard to say. But yeah, look yeah. at um, did, did even Sweden have that many shots in target? Because technically those shots hit the bar yeah. and posted off target. So yeah. many, I don't even know how many shots they had in target. Two or three, I'm pretty sure they had two or three. Yeah. I think there was one. And um, um, Bouchon, you just can't shake. You can't shake the Dutch performance. You think he's still well, like uh, Jordan Pickford, maybe. Yeah, well, like even, him. yeah, yeah. There's some really poor um, goals to concede because you know we need him to be absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go further in this competition. You yeah, know? that's true. Nothing so th- sloppy. No, and then looking ahead, England against Ukraine. This is their seventh meeting, and uh, England, Ukraine have won one. Two draws and England have won four here. Thomas, I know you're a man of the East, but tell us what you really feel. I mean, I would think England are going to steamroll the Ukrainians after watching that, um, after watching the German performance. Well, maybe not steamroll, steamroll them, but, you know, just a solid 2-0 win. What would your own view be on the match when you're looking forward? Well, so the four, the four matches we've got on, to go on today, we have an English team which seems to struggle to create... Chances and low scoring team. How many got four goals? Four goals? In yeah, four, games? four goals. We're averaging like two a game if you take out the Austrian game. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. Um, I, England are quite solid at the back, haven't conceded yet. Do you, think, do, think do you think their setup suits Ukraine if they go again with the same setup of five kind of defenders? I think Ukraine will love if they set up a five because yeah. you've got sure with the five, they, I wouldn't. You know, with, including Rice, the six players that probably aren't the most creative, um, like Sean Maguire, Stones, Walker, and Trippier. Um, yeah. Um, like, obviously, Sean, Trippier, you know, get the ball in as well, but yeah. I'd say they're amazing. Yeah. Um, Sean's a great assist for the first goal. Yeah. Uh, and so- Sterling, like, Sterling's, for me, I don't know what to think of Sterling sometimes. He's. Sometimes he's really good, he and keeps, sometimes he's just yeah. He keeps he keeps scoring though. Like, how do you think Ukraine are, are going to approach it? How do you think they're going to approach it? Do you think they're going to uh, sit in and then look for a counter attack, or do you think they're just like crosses, free kick? Like, how do you think if they are going to succeed in this match, how are they going to go I think, about it? Yeah, sit deep and uh, try guess them on the counter. I think is the best way. Just yeah. Get when you when you know your chat when you get an opportunity, try take it. Um, yeah. 
And if if, if Southgate picks, you know, Grealish, Sancho, and goes attacking, you see, yeah, I, I would think it's it's run for cover time for the any Ukrainian fans. Uh, yeah, that, get behind the coach. Huh? That's what he should do, I think, yeah. against Ukraine, but he won't. <laughs> I don't think Sancho's starting anyway. Um, and, like, there's definitely a mistake in that England backline and the Pickford. Like, I don't think they're... Like, I'm a United fan. I've always thought Maguire's a good player. A lot of people think he's really bad, or don't think, don't really rate him that highly. Yeah. Because uh, he went for big money. But I think he's he's probably their best defender. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah. there's still a mistake in him, and there's still a mis- there's a bit mistakes in the stones. There's mistakes across the back. Yeah. Uh, even Shaw... Luke Shaw, he always seems to get caught out back posts when you cross it in. So but, I don't know. I'd be, but Thomas, I think we got us. Thomas, what about we get to about we get about thirty minutes in, or, and it's so uh, England are starting to get up ahead of steam. Are Ukraine actually going to? Do you actually believe in your heart of hearts they're going to be able to withstand a bit of pressure, or will they of crumble? Course. Of course, <laughs> heart of hearts. You know, I've backed them from day one. We're we're we're, we're now on day. We're well, gonna do, we're gonna do it. Yeah, match match day five now. Um. And out of the two gaffers, which one would you like leading you into battle, Shevchenko or uh, Selke? Uh, winner or loser, basically, is what you're giving me the choice. <laughs> Shevchenko. So, yeah. Selke, can't take a penalty. Shevchenko, actually, one, uh, one thing I will say is Shevchenko's celebrations the last day were absolutely fantastic. See, so he was just running around like a headless yeah, chicken. It's great. Uh, uh, first ever quarterfinal. It yeah. is, at the Euros. Yeah, they got to the quarterfinal yeah, in, yeah. in the World Cup in 06 and were beaten 3 0 by Italy. Is that going to tell us anything? Um, but. Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, this, this England team is not that isn't that old six Italy team. Okay. No way. So if I if I press you, if I press you then Thomas prediction put your 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 head on the line. What do you think? A, a, a result and a score, and like normal time or extra time. I'm gonna go for a Ukrainian win, of course. Uh, we'll go we'll go one nil in normal time. Uh, Yarmuchuk cr- uh, header from a. Yarlamenko cross. <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> that's very specific. specific. I'm gonna say the Engli- I'm gonna say the English the English are gonna. Oh, I, I I think I do agree with you. I think Southgate's gonna set up defensively, so I think it's gonna just England are gonna go two 0 again. Um, they haven't conceded any goals yet. I don't see the are the, uh, the heroes from uh, Ukraine. I don't see them breaching the English defense. So I'm going two 0 uh, for England. And of course, our listeners know that if Ukraine do manage this feat, uh, Tom. There's going to be Radio Reg donating a jersey. Sending, well, not donating. Sending a well-earned Ukrainian jersey <laughs> your way. Well-deserved, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, Reg, it's worth noting that uh, this game is in Italy and not in Wembley. So, no more home advantage for them. That is... That is uh, here, yeah. a difference. That can't be overlooked. Uh, and the so, weather. The weather as well could be hotter. It could suit Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I, uh, hopefully, that will help Ukraine but I don't know <laughs> I'm sure the English players will be fine and well used to fit, fitness would you be worried so yeah that was what Duffer was saying RT he doesn't well he doesn't he doesn't rate Ukraine at all he, he said what did he say he said something along the lines of I've never been so certain of a result in my life <laughs> Ukraine <laughs> going to the semis however he's deluded like he's deluded <laughs> deluded Duffer deluded Duffer well, yeah he was saying as well yeah he thinks a lot of the some of the Ukrainian players are like Yarmachuk and Yarlamenko, which you might have a point are quite probably not as fit as it should be because sure they don't play well. Yarlamenko doesn't play week in week out anyway. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, they looked. They were very sloppy. If you remember those first three games in succession? Yeah, they by were. The third game, they were very sloppy, and then they got the longest rest. I think. Yeah. Of all the teams. Yeah. How oh, did they? Um, they had a very it, long rest because Group D they were in the middle, so and they got the last. They were the last game, so they got quite a long rest. Um. 
Yeah, and, I, and just to bring you, uh, Thomas, some I like I, I had up on our, our Instagram on Radio Reds there a picture of a triumphant man in the east uh, standing uh, uh, before uh, in front of uh, a victorious Ukrainian uh, team on the television screen, and some of the you know, like I was getting comments. You know, a lot of people very happy to put a, finally put a face to the name. Uh, you were you were ca- called a number of things. Pat Cummins getting in from uh, Limerick saying he never should have doubted you. Um, and, so uh, you know, people are people are starting to believe, just like yourself. They're starting, they're starting to believe I'm not deluded. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so that's great. I, I I'm saying two 0 You're saying one 0 to the Ukrainians. And uh, and, and Thomas, uh, Thomas, just t- tell our listeners. We're, I'm recording this now on a uh, Thursday because where are you going at the weekend? Where will you be watching this Titanic clash? I am hoping to sort something in Galway. I, I have nothing confirmed yet, but yeah. I'll be wandering around Galway looking for TV <laughs> come 8 o'clock. <laughs> uh, that's absolutely fantastic. Uh, Galway, for all the positive sentiment that would be with this Ukrainian team because uh, of the yeah. fact that they're playing against England as well, that you, you might as well be in Kiev, I think, on Saturday night as Galway. I'm gonna have a lot. I know I'm gonna have a lot of people on Team Ukraine. Ah, uh, you will. Don't worry. It'll be great. On the Galway. Yeah, it'll be. I cannot wait. It'd be How great. That? And you know, Tom, I did promise you the jersey, but I'll also promise you that win, lose, or draw, I will have you back on uh, the podcast oh, really? yes. to, to do a post. We'll do a post mortem and we'll dissect okay. it no matter what happens. Yeah. Although, here, if, if, if my prediction comes so, true, um, I share. Your prediction to go, comes true, Ukraine, something horribly has gone wrong, like probably <laughs> out, of, out of Ukrainian control. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so some external factors, an act of God, maybe. And um, exactly. yeah, and then it'll be interesting to hear uh, Eddie uh, Neary's take as well. But uh, Tom, to be honest, I think my my final thought would be this is one step too far for Ukrainians and England are going to stuff them. Okay, well you'll be wrong. <laughs> Come Saturday at half ten, you're going to be getting the call. <laughs> <laughs> my phone will be. Add Eddie to the call as well. <laughs> I think I, our phones might be off if uh, if the Ukrainians manage to get the oh, win. Oh Jesus. But, it would make my weekend. Honestly, it would make my weekend. I know. Go away for Friday, Saturday. Yeah. If they win on top of the rest of it, like, <laughs> I still have a lot of points for then. <laughs> oh God, if yeah. they won. Ah, <laughs> uh, it'll be, uh, it'll be, it'll be one for the ages. Um, so thanks, thanks yeah. a million, Thomas, our, our man in the east, for coming on again and enlightening our listeners. You've been consistent with your sport. You're staying consistent with your support, and I, I hope it goes well for you. Yeah, we're still here. Quarterfinals. Yeah. And semifinals. Here we come. Semi-finals, here we come, he says. That's confident words from our man in the East, Thomas Healy, and I, and I would expect nothing less. And now, I'm delighted to be able to bring you a conversation I recorded earlier with his bitter rival for the day, Eddie Neary, our English correspondent. So enjoy it. Now, it is my enormous pleasure again to welcome our um, English correspondent, our man for all things three lines, Eddie Neary, once again on the line. How are you keeping, Eddie? I'm amazing, amazing. Um, uh, I, I'm not wearing an English shirt here, or, or here in Amsterdam, but don't worry. I'm, no, they're, 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 I, I know about the three lines, but the three lines are certainly not not on my chest or anywhere near my, my person. Yeah, you're, um, you're, yeah you're, good, it, good to be back, though. Good to be back. Yeah, they're in your head, but they're not necessarily in your heart. Yeah, absolutely. They're in my head. They don't live rent-free in my head. They are in my head. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. And um, oh, sorry, so Thomas Healy has been, are you, our man of the East has been on already on the show, and he said... He's, knowledgeable man, yeah. What'd you say? A knowledgeable man. Yeah, he is a knowledgeable man, and he's predicting a Ukrainian win uh, today. Uh, just just so you know, just to preface uh, our conversation, I'll get your prediction in a little while, but first of all, um, you called it the last day, your prediction, you said 2-1 to the three lines. It was 2-0 in the end, but not too far off. 
Muller, yeah, Muller missed the chance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah listen, listen it, it, it was, like, I'm not missing anything, but it kind of it kind of was what everyone really expected, I'd say. That's just that they keep it tight and just that they'd have that little bit extra with the forwards um, at the end. Like, he sprung Grealish at a very good time. Um, I mean, he gave him, like, gave him 20 minutes. Um, I think I was saying we wouldn't see Grealish. Yeah. But um, he, he came on and he, I mean, he swung it in the end. And I'd say, I'd say Southgate probably saw it as a gamble throwing him on. You know that he probably felt that to throw the dice at the time. But um, he, he made the difference when he came on. And look, I'm sure Phillips and I thought Phillips and Rice were, I thought they were animals in midfield. And Sterling said the same. He's, I think in his interview, he said they were animals in there. They were. They were beast like um, I, two lads in the middle. So, they, they won the game and they, they looked very solid again. And like apart from Sterling's mistake, I don't know what Germany really looked like scoring. They had a few half chances maybe. Werner yeah. first half. Pickford was good in goals as well, Werner, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean, Werner having the chance, you know. <laughs> <laughs> if, 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 yeah, if, if Werner has it, somewhere I argue it's it's not a chance. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, a team of Werner shot two back. He'd be forty nine today. <laughs> Favorite team, team over here, like. uh, that's great. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah, what I was going to say to you, I, I, yeah, I was so surprised at Calvin Phillips and Rice because I was kind of expecting uh, Cruz and Goretzka to to win that battle, but like um, apart from the, a few all, opening yeah, like, opening exchanges, it was it was uh, Phillips. Look, Phillips looks looks quality at this level, doesn't he? He's just a bit. Of, he's just a bit of a beast. Like he yeah. lots lads up. Uh, like, possibly like, not able to unlock defenses. No, he's not. Not always. Like he's a real lead lad. Like he's he's well versed in the dark arts. Um, I suppose a hat tip to Dexon Rice as well. He got booked after what maybe ten or fifteen minutes. Yeah. And like to play to play at that, it's like he was. You know, you'd say some lads are walking a tightrope. I mean, he was he was sprinting on the tightrope, and it didn't seem to. Uh, <laughs> it didn't seem to phase him. You know. Yeah. Um, they were, they were the two of them were very good. To be fair. And then. Uh, uh, but yeah, but as yeah. Sorry, I'm just on top of that, Reg. Like, I mean, neither of them, I would say, had ever came up against a midfielder of Cruz's class, certainly. Yes. You know? And I mean, they really didn't. Uh, they really didn't disgrace themselves. Ah, by like, any shot of them. He was very. He was pretty much absent in the game. He was a bystander. And uh, Gretzka, Gretzka, for man of his physicality, like didn't really impose himself. No, he didn't. Um, he didn't. And I mean, talked about Havertz as well. Havertz, I think he slipped in that ball for Muller, didn't he? He did show his kind of. Yeah. His dangerous chase and God of all the people in the world, like you'd be like, put your house on mother. Um, I was talking to your Chechia, me and your Chechia correspondent John Burke, um, kind of said the same thing in a in a group chat. Like, yeah, anyone you wanted to fall for Germany, it'd be him. Like, blood, like ice in his veins, and just and to not, doing it wide, you know. Ah, uh, yeah, to not get on target it was was shocking. But um, here, I, the last time we were saying about the team, what he would go with, he went with Saka. How did you think that front three worked against Germany? Uh, listen, they, they looked very they looked very lively. Now, now Saka wasn't. Um, I thought Sterling had a great game first. Of all. I thought Sterling now, was Saka, fantastic. Yeah. Now Saka wasn't. Saka he didn't set the game a lot. he wasn't dominant in the final third. But any time he got the ball, he looked very. I thought he looked very composed and uh, like he just won. There was one great bit of play in the second half where he kind of, he got the ball under pressure on the edge of the box and he just. He turned, I think it was Goretzka maybe, he just turned and slipped away and passed the ball off cool as you like. Like, like he is, I know he's young and everything, he does seem to be an old head on uh, on young shoulders. Like he's very, he's a very, um, he's a very accomplished player. Like. Yeah, and then Sterling, um, I mean, Sterling was just doing kind of driving runs. He got a shot in the first half, which was saved. Um, but again, for the goal, he yeah, kind of caused him to have it. He was kind of playing like a, like a, like a GA player. He was running for the crossbar at times. <laughs> and... Uh, 
I was thinking, you know, what's, what's he doing here? But I mean, I, I think that that was the plan, just to tell him run at them. I mean, he seemed to kind of relish it. I mean, maybe he put other things out of his mind, he kind of this very direct sort of game plan, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just I'm going to get the ball and go rather than uh, being cerebral about, you know, what he had to do. And then finally, um, finally maybe uh, a yeah, before we move on to the game today, a word about Harry Kane's performance. How, how would you how would you stand on Harry Kane moving forward in the competition? I know he scored and everything, but I still, do you know what? He looked he looked a different player after the after Sterling scored. It was like kind of a shock as it come off from there. Really. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They went the goal up. It's like it, it fired a bit of belief into him, and then he got the goal. As I said, he couldn't, he couldn't really miss that. And that was the only time he hadn't got in around the box until that point. I, I still don't think he's not having a good term. He's not in good form. I mean, he had that chance and, in the uh, first half where he, think, he yeah. broke to him and he took a, a too large touch and Matt, Matt Tullos was able to get it away. Yeah, yeah. He kind of, like if a Harry Kane, a previous wouldn't even thought of it. No. He just gobbled it up to the net, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, he took that sideways and he pushed it too far. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, oh, over... It was, he's, 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 he's not the Harry Kane, you know, he's just... I don't know what it is. Yeah, but tonight could be like if if England get up yeah, ahead of I ahead of steam. It could be a good it could be a good opportunity for him tonight. Yeah. So moving on to tonight, what do you think Southgate's going to do, Eddie? Do you think he's going to go winning team, winning formula, or is he going to go put as a, a few more attacking players in the on the pitch and let's just put these boys away? No, I don't think so. I think he'll go with the same, be the same team again. I'd say. Think so. Um, now, now Saka, I, I, Saka is I, I, I is think, a yeah. is a worry. Saka, they're not sure about. So they're thinking Sancho's yeah. going. To, yeah, they're thinking. They're thinking oh, Sancho yeah, is, is going to going to get in ahead, and Mount as well could be back in because he was obviously in isolation. Mount, Mount could be back in. I mean, I I pick Mount, but um, it's it's funny how people were joking that uh Southgate is allowed to pick Sancho now because he signed for Man United. <laughs> 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 it's, it's okay now, like uh, that's good. Yeah, um, that's funny. But, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, Joe, I'd, I I would like to see him, and he's probably a direct replacement. He's more of a like, like for like. With Saka, then Mount is like Mount is a he Mount's not really a natural wide player. I know he's he can play off the left and kind of cut in. Yeah. But at that, but uh, you know, Sancho's more of a natural wide man. And now, Eddie, you do know I like my Telegraph and the lineup they are predicting. <laughs> they think he's gonna go for four at the back and then three three and with uh, so like uh go a little bit like reverse the group stages. They got it right for the last game, didn't they? They did. Uh, they did get a spot on. You'd have to say. Um. So I suppose. Sorry, what were you no, I was just saying in the Telegraph, they think he's going to go four three three. They're going to he's going to get away from the five at the back for the Ukrainian match uh, and go four three three. How would you I, see that playing out, or what do you think? He, like what what's your gut feeling? I don't think I don't think he he would. Yeah, like he might go back. He might go back. He, says, he might go for uh he might go for the four at the back. Yeah. But he'll still will still have Rice and Phillips sitting deep. He'll still stick to that winning formula. Yeah. Like he he's trying he's trying to copy France from a few years ago and do what they did. That's a good show, um, actually, yeah. Play this kind of defensive. It's nearly like it's kinda of like shit in a stick football from ten years ago. It's kinda of like Mourinho ball. It's not like do you know what I mean? It's kind of it's just miserable. Like that's why I was never really behind France. Remember I was quite dismissive of them in the opening podcast. Yeah. Like they just they just weren't my it's just not my uh not like up for Grey as Kerstekin might say, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's, I I, uh, I I think listen, he, he might play a four, he might play a five, but it'll definitely it won't be any more exciting than what we've seen. Like there, there's not enough games in an international tournament to change the system. Like they can't, he's not going to fill around with it at this stage, and uh, they'll, they'll just play the same way, and they they will put Ukraine to bed. I've no no doubt in my mind about that. Oh, that's confidence. Before Ukraine I get your. Are not gonna, before, before I get your prediction, I do want to just touch on the fact now they're playing in Rome tonight. 
So it's it's they're, they're away from Wembley, and Italy obviously now through to the semi final. If they get through that, they'll be playing well. Like Italy now on a crash course with England for the final. Do you think the the, yeah. the atmosphere in Rome will probably be quite pro Ukraine? Do you think that could affect England compared to the Wembley atmosphere they had? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Like, it might, it'll be changed than being away from Wembley after playing the first few games there, but I don't, I don't see that being a major factor, if not, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, on, just on that, actually, it's like, it was a bit disappointing night for me. Obviously, my, my beloved Belgium, my, my little tip, my yes. Belgium final is, uh, Put away. What? It was, yeah, that was an amazing game. What about that shit? The shit I was reading last. Uh, the last it... fifteen or twenty minutes. <laughs> no, no better lads. No better lads than Donnarumma yeah. and Cellini. Yeah, if, if there's one thing that will be said, the English lads would be capable of that kind of thing in the final. You, 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 uh, you have to give the Italians all day long. You would, but, but yeah, then... back, back, back to tonight. I think uh, I don't know the Jerry Damien Duff on RTE saying like he's like I've made a few bad predictions recently, but I wouldn't be as sure as anything. Yes, England. Eng- England beating Ukraine and he was talking about uh, some of the Ukrainians are dragging around caravans and he's on him and the like talking about their fitness level like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe he's been watching uh, maybe he's been watching us play five side as well and I think it was savage like yeah um, and, uh, yeah I think I think they they put everything into that uh, into that Sweden game they're, they're they've had their They've had their 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 spell in the sun, you know. Yeah, to be fair, Shevchenko said anything after it now is is a bonus. Um, I I think at the start of the competition he said anything after the group stage is a bonus. So that's there where they're coming from. Zinchenko talking about them having to have the game of their lives. Just quickly, Eddie, we were talking about Harry Kane. I I hear you've got a little bit of insider knowledge, not insider knowledge, but maybe word on the street knowledge. Uh, filtering through the grapevine about Morata, own McIntyre. He's backed him throughout the whole tournament, and he was uh he was on about him again, was he? He was banging on about the Morata fella. I had a, I had a, I had a visit from I had a visit from Owen there earlier, and he's like, obviously Owen, he's a great football man. I'm just talking about the tournament, you know, and uh, you know, how do you feel about you know Morata? He, he wasn't so good the last night, you know, and uh, I believe he was taken off the last night. What stage did he come off? Yeah, he came off in the normal time. I actually didn't notice at the time because him and Moreno are, in my view, two of the same coin. Like they're both just useless. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like the kind of lad who needs an arm around the shoulder. He needs a kind of. He needs, looks like he needs a hug or something. Yeah. But uh, no, he's he's not. I don't. I don't. I don't rate him either. But Owen, Owen is adamant, and this is possibly somewhat of a shot at some of your other correspondents that Murata is going to come to life in the semi final. We're going to see him spring spring alive. <laughs> Lazarus style. Oh yeah, Lazarus. Yeah, he, if he if he springs alive yeah. at this stage, it would be putting Lazarus to shame. Um, it'll be yeah, it'll yeah, be yeah. called the Maratha from now on. Yeah, you'll be fit to lace Lazarus's boots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> great. <laughs> so then, Eddie, finally then, prediction tonight. Let's go. Let's have you. You were very close the last time. You said normal time, England 2-1 against yeah. the Germans. Uh, normal yeah, time or extra time, and then what's your score? Muller let me tell him with his miss. Um, I'm going to say normal time. They'll win it in normal time. 3-0. Oh, um, they haven't conceded a goal yet. I, do you know what? I actually went for three one oh, when I was talking to Thomas oh, Seedy, but I, I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm actually gonna amend it and go two nil. Three, like three, three one. Is Shef is, is Shefenko going to come on? Are you for real? Listen, listen, they might lick a goal. They might lick a goal. Yeah. Um, a yeah, deflection. I love, I love, I love. Listen, I love to see them do it. And they're over three to one with some bookmakers. Now I know obviously I don't encourage gambling, but they are over three to one 
you some bookmakers. That's all I would say there. Do you know what? I was thinking I would love to see him do it, but like after seeing the coverage of Southgate now, I'm not sure if I want to inflict the, the storm that would be inflicted on that man. I'm not sure if I can watch that. So just like, for the sake of that, like, maybe not to Ukraine. It was, it's, it's funny, like, like the, some of those England fans are just... They're animals, like, really. I was, think, I was just thinking, like, can I be... Like, you know, Grealish set up the goal, and I was kind of happy for him. I was like, oh, listen, you know, I was trying to be a big person, saying, oh, it's England, you know. And then Germany come down the field, and Muller, Muller, Muller puts it wide anyway. I was like, uh, yeah, he was trying to put it right in the Muller corner. I don't know if you see any of those gags. No. But um, he, puts it, he puts it wide anyway. And, um, you know, 12,000 England fans behind the goal simultaneously called him a wanker. And I was thinking, <laughs> There's no way you can have any affection for this team. I see these lads like. That's the funny thing. The team are likable. I like the players, but the fans are so unlikable. It's it's hilarious. As an Irish person, it's totally impossible to apply any cognitive dissonance to the England team. We can't like I can't separate those players from the fans because it's just can't wish them any. I can't wish them any success. I'm sorry. I want to be a big person and like man. Like madness, but I, I just can't do it. Yeah, know? that's fair. Um, so, Eddie, you be, you be watching tonight? Are we watching home or we we go out? Uh, no, I'll be watching watching here at home, right? You know, due to uh, I'll be taking notes. You know, I'm on the English correspondent, right? I'll be taking notes and looking at statistics and the like. You know, I take take my job seriously. Uh, no doubt. Yeah, that's why we have you on. You're, 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 I know. Uh, yeah, I, I, and I think I, I think you're gonna be well. Here, either way, we'll have you on for the post mortem. Uh, of course, no matter how it turns yeah. out. But I, I really appreciate your time. If, 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 if he leaves, it'll be post mortem. <laughs> he'll, he'll, yeah, he'll be on his, he'll be on his lab somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here, we we laugh, but there's too much truth in that statement, really, isn't there? I know. At least he didn't lose to Germany. Yeah. If he didn't lose to Germany. If they lost to Germany, that would have been it for him. You know. Uh, it would have been. Um, we really appreciate yeah, your time, Eddie. Yeah. Okay, thanks, Daniel. Well, that was fascinating. Fascinating, rather, insights from Eddie Neary, who I want to give a big thank you to, and also thank you to um, John Burke, Czechia, and Thomas Healy, our man of the East, our Ukrainian correspondent, as well for all their views and predictions for tonight's matches. And finally, I want to thank my man beside me, Shawnee, who we've flown in from the UAE to get him in the studio, give this podcast a little bit of oomph heading into those final rounds. Um, so thanks, many, Sean. Absolute pleasure, Reg. Looking forward to, to being on again. Tonight, the scene is set. Are our Ukrainian heroes, glory to them, going to march on and to spoil the English party? Or will the three lines rip them to pieces? Slonga foe.